Team futures, player over-unders, award props. It's the betting bonanza Sabre style coming up on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can also check us out on our YouTube channel as well. We are at training camp. I mean, kind of. Practice not till Thursday at 10 o'clock, the first quarter. Group. We'll have three separate groups. There's a lot of players, a lot of camp tryouts, rookies that will not make the team, junior players, draft picks, even the guys that weren't first-round picks. Everybody's at camp. It'll get whittled down as we get closer to the regular season. Uh, but they'll be on the ice Thursday. Report uh, Players reported to camp for testing on Wednesday afternoon. So not a lot of news on that front um, other than the players are there. The players are there. They've showed up. Darlene showed up, if you're interested, uh, despite the fact he does not have a contract extension. It's hockey. You know, it's not football with your uh, your holdouts. Not No problems on the uh, Darlene front whatsoever. So, an opportunity today for our betting bonanza. Every year we go through it. I love this show. I love looking at the futures, the over-under for the Sabres point total, different award props. I think it's very likely that a Sabre will win a major award this season. We'll go through that in the third segment of today's show. So stay tuned for that on who some of the favorites are for the Calder, the Norris trophy, the Jack Adams, the rocket Richard, all of those awards I think are in play for a certain saber uh, or sabers coach that coming up here on the lockdown sabers podcast on our last episode. If you missed it, be sure to check us, check it out. I went through line combinations, uh, one, a projection of what Don Granado will do on opening night, and two, what I would do. And I got a lot of pushback on the middle stat on the top line, and I think it was hard. Maybe what I really should have done is put middle stat, talk, and Skinner just listed at the second line because I I really don't believe it's a number one line. I think it was a 1A, 1B, 1C uh, type of combination that I designed where you had Thompson with Olsen and Krebs. But I do get some of the – I get some of the – criticism of it, um, taking Thompson away from a line that was one of the best in hockey all year long. But my would be exploring and trying to get to three top-level scoring lines. But if And if Thompson can run his own line, get the same results he had last year away from Skinner and Tuck, and Skinner and Tuck can get the same results away from Thompson, I think that could create the best situation for the Sabres lineup. Looking at some of your suggestions for the lineup, George Miller, he, uh, G Miller's 37. He tweeted and he would do the exact same thing I did, but he would flip Thompson and middle stat, which would be Thompson with talking Skinner, but middle stat with Krebs and Olafson. You're putting middle stat back with Olafson. Um, they fit well together, a playmaker and a shooter. One doesn't have a great shot. One isn't a great all around hockey player all for the rest of it. So that combo of course makes a lot of sense. I also got a lot of, from you, get Olsen out of the lineup. Uh, Nick uh, Nick English22 on Twitter, he sent in a lineup to me that did not include Olsen. Middlestat, Tuck, and Skinner. 
Thompson, Cousins, and Paterka. I kind of like that. Uh, Krebs, Kulik, and Greenway, Jost, Oposo, and Gergensons. That would maybe involve an Olsen trade or him being a healthy scratch. I would put him in mind only because of Jack Quinn's absence. You are replacing 41 goals if you are 42 goals if you take out Olsen with Quinn. I don't know who replaces that. I don't think Greenway replaces that. I'd like to say Kulik replaces a third of that. But where does the other two-thirds come from would be my question. Hopefully Paterka rising up maybe would be the uh, the answer to that question. I just don't think you can afford to not have Olofsson on the team with Quinn not being in the lineup. That's where I'm at. I understand if you disagree, though. All right, to some betting. I've got the player props a little bit later on, award props a little bit later on as well. Let's kick things off on our betting preview for the Buffalo Sabres um, and stick around. Even if you're not a betting person, like really what these are, are just questions of how's the team going to do? How's this certain player going to do? And one example of that is where we'll kick things off. And that is with the Sabres over under 92 and a half points for the season is the over under 92 and a half points. That's not that different than what the Sabres were at last season. Last season, they just missed the playoffs. Of course, that happened on one of the last days of the year. And they got into the 90s. The Sabres got into the 90s. 92 and a half is kind of plateauing, if you think about it. But at the same time, it would be a jump. And over would be a two-point jump from 91 last year. Probably not the playoffs, though. Um, it might be close. Last year it would have been really close, of course, and might even got them in next year. But over under 92 and a half points. I like the over. I do think there's progression coming for the Sabres team. That's only a two-point jump, and that's with Devin Levi in goal. I don't know that he's going to be great the whole year and play 60 games, but the Sabres goaltending can't get worse than it was last year. Um, it just can't. Comrie playing as many games as he did. Lukanen playing as many games as he did. Anderson was good at times, but not for the whole season. And, of course, couldn't play a lot of games. Levi has the potential to really ignite their net um, in a good way. Um, might have been a weird way of putting that. But I think the Sabres hit the over 92.5 because I don't even think that's that high a bar for them. I think they could very easily clear that. Not to mention all their defensive upgrades. How about the Sabres to make the playoffs? Yes is minus 102. It's about 50-50 in the odds. Oh, as close to 50-50 as possible. Minus 100 would be 50%. Uh, so minus 102. As a yes, they're actually saying like 50 point something, really. 51% to make the playoffs. I'd go with yes on this. It's a good line, though. I feel about that way. It's pretty close to 50-50, whether or not they'll make it. Um, they got to get the goaltending to come through for them. they got to get the blue line to be upgraded, but I do think there's a very good chance they make it. Minus 102, I'm going to take yes on these Sabres make the playoffs. Now, what about some future bets? The Sabres to win the Stanley Cup is plus 4,000. I'm not going to bet these crazy long shots on the Sabres. Plus, this is all, by the way, courtesy of FanDuel Sportsbook for these lines. Stanley Cup odds plus 4,000. Now, what's more interesting than whether or not I would actually take it or not, these are better odds than the New York Islanders, the Winnipeg Jets, the St. Louis Blues, the Washington Capitals, the Nashville Predators, the Seattle Kraken, who made the playoffs last year, and the Vancouver Canucks. It is just behind Calgary, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, and L.A. 
all playoff bubble teams, all playoff contenders. The Sabres are right there in that conversation when it comes to Stanley Cup odds. Their Eastern Conference odds to win the entire East, plus 1,800. That's better than Ottawa, by the way, if you're interested. Ottawa's plus 2,200, and that's a team they're often compared to. Um, And their division odds are plus 1,000. I actually like them to win the East more than I like them to win the division. I'm not pricking them to win the, the conference, but if I got to throw a long shot of one of these, I would go conference division. I don't see it. It's too much competition. You could squeak into the playoffs and win a couple of rounds, get a hot goalie versus be that solid, that good for a hundred for 82 games. When Toronto's in your division and Florida's in your division and Tampa still and Boston I don't see them being in contention to win the division. Not that I do to see them win the conference, but I do think that is a better bet at plus 1,800. And those are some of your Sabre team odds for the year. The more interesting part of today's episode, I do think is what players' odds are to win awards and what benchmarks uh, they're set to clear uh, when it comes to goals, points, uh, and and uh, and whatnot. So that's coming up. Thompson, Dalene, Tuck, um, awards, all that ahead here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. We are presented by Jace Medical. Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you can access, get access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical ensures that you have the medication on hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication, delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using the code LOCKDOWN at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Welcome back to the Locked on Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. It is our betting bonanza, looking at some of the odds for the Sabres and their players and coaches for the 23-24 season as the team reported to training camp on Wednesday, and they will be on the ice on Thursday. To the player props, my favorite. Starting with Tage Thompson, all courtesy of FanDuel Sportsbook, by the way, these lines. Tage Thompson, over, under, 42 and a half goals, which to no one's surprise is right below where he was last year. 47 goals last year. This incorporates some regression. Now, I don't want to just take overs for everything, but I I have a hard time picking the under on 42 and a half. And they put the line at 45 and a half. Okay, sure. I'd be, I'd be in on that. But Thompson, remember, scored 47. He should have scored more. He would have scored more had he not gotten injured in the second half of the year. He would have cleared 50, um, and he would have he would have gotten there. Also, over-under for Thompson at FanDuel Sportsbook is 88.5 points. 42.5 goals, 88.5 points. He got 94 points last year. Again, getting injured, he would have got to 100 had he stayed healthy. I'm going to go overs on both. Again, I don't want to just take overs on everything, but man, I just I think that's too much regression. I think Thompson could very easily clear both of those numbers, maintain what he did last year, and if he stays healthy, 
and sees regression. He could get to where he was last year. Plus, you could add in some reg more regression, and he would still clear the over. I'm going over on Thompson for both 42.5 goals and 88.5 points. Rasmus Dahlin is next. Dahlin is another one. I Man, I, I don't want to sound like a homer. I try my best to not. But Dahlin at 72.5 points. He got there last year. He got to 73 points. Same deal as Thompson. Dahlin would have had a much higher number had he stayed healthy. 80 points. And I know some guys will get injured this year too. But are the, is Dahlin going to be playing through an injury that long again? I don't know. I've got Dahlin clearing 72.5 points. I think Dahlin has got the every ability in his game to be a point-a-game defenseman. 82 points a year uh, as an average. I think Dahlin's got that. Um, so 72.5 points, I'm going to take the over. Now here's an under for you. Here we go. Alex Tuck's over-under point total. 72.5 points. Alex Tuck... I'm going to take the under. Last year, he had 79 points. And he missed some games, too, right? He missed eight games towards the end of the year. He did get the 36 goals. Huge output for him. Alex Tuck, six years in the league, five, five full years, really, before this past season, had never cleared 52 points. Never. And to be fair, he never played on a top line at all in Vegas, let alone a top line that featured Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner on it. Now, even the year before, Tuck had 38 points in 50 games. Uh, that was in his first season with the Sabres after he came off of injury. Now, in 50 games, getting 38 points, that's a point pace of 62, which I think is closer to where the norm will be for Alex Tuck. Um, his shooting percentage was crazy high last year, 16.5%. We have enough games of Tuck to have a better idea of what he is. 11% for his shooting percentage is what he is for his career, and that is including that 16.5% last year. He had never cleared 12.7% before that. So I think Tuck is going to have a great year. I would still have him getting more than 60 points, maybe around like 65, 66, 67, high 60s, but I'll pick the under on 72.5 points for Alex Tuck. By the way, just a little fun fact here. Alex Tuck is 72.5 points over under. Jack Eichel is at 76.5. I know he won the cup. We can't, you know, talk about Eichel anymore. It is just funny, though, that in that trade, the Sabres got a player that's, hey, his expectations for points is almost the same as the guy they gave up. So it's going well for the Sabres, too. Those are some over-unders for some players. Next up, awards. These, these will be really interesting. The Calder. The Rocket Richard. The Hart, the Vesna, if you want it, the Norris, the Jack Adams. I think a Sabre is going to win a major award this year. And I got a bunch of options for you when we come back. Stay tuned here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. All these lines are courtesy of our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. It is the perfect time of the sports calendar to get FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is... Got 
uh, all your hockey odds in terms of player props as well as over-under for teams. So we just went through with the Sabres. They had that line earlier to make the playoffs, minus 102. That's available to you at FanDuel Sportsbook. But it's not just hockey, which is coming in just a couple of weeks. But football, of course, is rocking and rolling right now. Snap into the NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets. That's win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. Wide range of betting options, including the spreads. If you want to look at Buffalo versus Washington this Sunday, um, you've got Buffalo as a minus eight and a half point favorite, um, more than a touchdown, which I like. Player props available to you, over-unders, and plenty more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Kick off the NFL season. Kick off the NHL season. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. Final segment here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. Which award will a Sabre win in 2023-24? Because I believe the odds are stacked in the Sabres' favor. If you told me... Someone will win a major award or no one will win a major award in the Sabres. Basically, if one guy will win or nobody will win, I would say one guy's going to win something. What is somebody going to win? What will it actually be? Well, let's start with the Hart Trophy, the big one, the MVP of the league. McDavid owns this award, and I don't think that a Sabre is going to win this award. But if you're interested, Tage Thompson is plus 3,300 to win the Hart Trophy. Okay. Not unreasonable. Thompson has it in him. He really does. I wouldn't bet it because what would he have to do? If the Sabres made the playoffs and Thompson got to 50 goals and 120 points, like he's not going to be near McDavid in terms of point total. McDavid, people would have to just get bored with McDavid, which I think is nuts. I think McDavid should win that every year. He had 153 points last year. If he touches that again, maybe Thompson has no shot at it. But if McDavid is closer to the 123 that he was two years ago, and Thompson could climb into the 115 area, 50 goals, and the Sabres make the playoffs, I think Thompson's got a real shot at it. But he's going to need McDavid to regress by 20 to 25 points to even have a look at it. Other Sabres listed for the Hart Trophy, Rasmus Dahlin is listed at plus 12,500. Uh, he'd have to have 100 points. Same thing. Thompson wouldn't, couldn't get as high as I just mentioned. Darlene gets to 100 points. I don't see it happening. And then Alex Tuck at plus 20,000. I'm surprised he's even listed. I don't know why he's listed. I don't think T- Tuck in a million years could win the uh, Hart Trophy. No disrespect to him. How about the Calder? This one is very realistic. And for one man and one man only, Devin Levi. Devin Levi at plus 1,400. Now he's behind some heavy hitters, including Connor Bedard. Of Chicago, It's going to be really tough to wrestle that award away from Connor Bedard, who if you haven't seen the videos of him at the Prospects Tournament that Chicago was in, he is already lighting the lamp in a big way. Luke Hughes is the second favorite for this award. Logan Cooley, Adam Fantilli. There is some big competition even next to Bedard. But Levi's at plus 1,400. 14 to 1 to win Rookie of the Year. He's going to need a couple things to happen. All those other guys to not go nuts. He's going to need Bedard to have a pedestrian rookie season. And I don't see that happening. I think he's going to have an amazing like 85, 90 point year at least. 
But what if he has the year? I don't even want to say Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes had a really bad rookie year, twenty-one points. Um, but what if Bedard's around fifty points, sixty points even? He's gonna need Bedard to be that low, and then Levi's gonna have to be the clear-cut number one all year long, and the Sabers make the playoffs. The team success is gonna have to come with a lot of this, and that's the formula for Levi. Bedard around sixty points, start fifty to sixty games be the number one on the team that breaks the drought for the Buffalo Sabres. And I think Levi's got to look at it. Two other Sabres are listed, by the way. Two guys I don't think have a shot at it. Yuri Kulik at plus 5,000, 50 to 1. And Zach Benson at 66 to 1. I don't even think Benson's going to make the team. Um, Kulik, I guess, he play, he had a historically good AHL season. So maybe I should be open to the fact that he can just show up and score 30 goals right away. But I, I think that would be pretty damn wild next up let's go to get the Vesna out of the way here because I think the Vesna is pretty unlikely but Devin Levi is plus 5,000 only Sabre listed obviously um I don't think he has a shot at it but I will just throw it out there he does have the same odds as Freddie Anderson Carol Vegmelka, the starter for Arizona John Gibson Darcy Kemper and Ilya Samsonov that's a pretty good company Samsonov's Toronto's number one so the fact that Levi's got the same odds as Toronto's number one goaltender, I think is a is a is a compliment to him. The Norris Trophy, I think there's a shot here as well. Rasmus Dahlin has the third best odds at plus eight hundred. He is only trailing Adam Fox and Kale McCarr. I love this bet. Eight to one for Rasmus Dahlin. I've told you multiple times. I think it's arguable. Dahlin is the best all-around defenseman in the National Hockey League. If he takes a jump above a point a game. Carlson's going to take a step back in terms of points. I think um, it's going to be hard for him to repeat what he just did. So with Carlson hopefully getting out of the way, Fox versus Makar versus Dalene. And you got to try to judge the voters here, right? Adam Fox already has a Norris Trophy, winning it um, in 2020-21. So that's three years ago now. I always forget what you want to, you know, say that as three years ago uh kale mccarr meanwhile won it two years ago so mccarr's got one fox has got one man if it's even close and the sabers are on their way to making the playoffs i think they go dalene over Ke- fox and mccarr i don't think those two have to have bad seasons they could have the same seasons they had when they won the norris but if dalene has the same season he hasn't won it yet and team success i think the voters will want to give it to a guy for the story right i hate the way that works but it's I, like I really truly hate it. I hate the way the media votes for these awards. They vote for a story, but what's the best story? Makar already won it. Fox already won it. The best story is Dalene winning it. If the Sabers are about to make the playoffs, by the way, plus eight hundred. Love that bet. Owen Power is also listed for your long shot at plus five thousand. Um, among the long shots we've talked about here, whether it's Benson or Kulik to win the Calder, or whether it's Tuck to win the Hart. Even Levi to win the Vesna. I kind of like power at plus 5,000. I mean, 50 to 1, why not? He was a number one overall pick. You probably need Darlene getting injured. But if Darlene got injured and power played as their number one defenseman and they made the playoffs and he had, he'd have to get at least a 70 to have a look at it. 70 points. And I don't think that's completely impossible. Like there is a formula out there, but you need a lot to happen. I think it's more realistic though than these other long shot bets. And then finally, last one, I love this bet too. Don Granado to win the Jack Adams Award at plus 1,000. I believe Don Granado should be the favorite. I wouldn't even say that about Darlene. I like Darlene as a bet, but that's because he has the third best odds. 
Um, I think I think Granado should be the favorite. Plus 1,000. 10 to 1 to win the Jack Adams for Coach of the Year. He's only trailing Lindy Ruff and Rod Brindamore. And it's a little strange to me that he's behind Lindy. Lindy had a look at it last year. Um, where did he finish in the, the Jack Adams voting? He finished, I can tell you actually in two seconds, or maybe I can't. Anyways, doesn't matter. I th I'm pretty sure he finished second in the voting. They already had their surprise year, right? The Devils already had their surprise year. What would they have to do to win it? Like, if they won the division, it still wouldn't be a stunner because of what they just did last year. So that surprise factor isn't there with Lindy. And then Brindamore. Brindamore won it two years ago. It's very rare that a guy wins it two times in that short amount of time. In fact, the last time that a coach won it twice within a three-year period, uh, I mean, Barry Trotz did win it within a five-year period, it looks like. Who's the last one to win it? I don't know if anyone's ever done it within three. I'm sure, no, back in the day. Jacques, Jacques Demers for Detroit won it back-to-back -back years. Um, I maybe scrolled past a couple of other ones. But I think it should I think it should be Granado. If the Sabres make the playoffs, I think Doc Granado's coach of the year. That's it. I think that is all it takes. If the Buffalo Sabres make the playoffs, I think Don Granado is coach of the year. I, I don't know who else. Like, all right, let's roll through some of the other ones. Like, who would be a bigger surprise than the Buffalo Sabres? Part of this, though, also is the Sabres don't have, like, a McDavid. Thompson has emerged, but Granado gets credit for Thompson. And that is going to help him as well. The fact that the star player is someone he gets credit for developing, I think is going to help his case a lot. But looking at the guys behind Granado for Coach of the Year, Jay Woodcroft, no, that's not a surprise. Dave Hextall, they just made the playoffs. Bruce Cassidy, absolutely not. Pete DeBoer, no. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know who would be a surprise. Who would be the big surprise? I, I don't have an answer for you. Marty St. Louis, he's plus 5,000, but Montreal's not making the playoffs. I think this award, clear the decks for Granado. If he uh, gets the Sabres to the playoffs, he will win Coach of the Year, in my opinion. So I love that bet, and I love uh, I love Darlene to win the Norris as well. All right, our betting bonanza is complete. Sabres will be on the ice for training camp on uh, Thursday, so we'll have more uh, reaction to what's happening on the ice. Maybe we get a look at some line combinations from what's actually happening on the ice um, as we uh, roll closer and closer to the preseason opener on Sunday against the Washington Capitals. That is going to do it for us. Thanks for making us your first listen here every day on Locked On Sabres. Uh, we'll keep you updated on everything Sabres training camp related as we roll along. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Sabres podcast, a lot of part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.